What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Making the Turn, the premier green industry podcast that highlights professionals across many areas, including golf course management, sports turf, sales, business, education, landscaping, and more. Making the Turn is hosted by me, BJ Parker. I've spent nearly 25 years in the green industry, mostly as a golf course superintendent, and now I want to bring the knowledge and insight from myself and the many people I've met and continue to meet along the way. Making the Turn will provide valuable content for those looking to learn from others, gain useful tips and tricks, and be better in their daily lives. You can find Making the Turn on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe. It helps keep the podcast growing and getting better. Thanks for listening, and welcome to another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. I'm your host, BJ Parker, and I appreciate you joining me. And I appreciate everyone listening, following, uh, sharing, subscribing. If you haven't done that by now, uh, please do so. It helps me... uh, do this and bring this good content with you to you. Um, and today, I'm excited. I got a special treat for you. I got a friend of mine that we've had some good times. We've done uh, a lot together. We've been in the business for a while now, known each other for a long time. Whit Davis, how are you, dude? I'm doing good. Doing good. How about yourself? Good, man. Appreciate you inviting me into your home and uh, doing this. And I'm going to enjoy sitting down and talking to you. And uh, been on the list for a while now, so I'm glad to do this. No, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah. I appreciate that. Chance. I, I ask everybody, and I'm gonna put you on record. How, if, if, if it's the first time you've listened, or you've been able to check it out before, I've been doing this now about two years now. I have, I have, I've heard one or two for yeah. sure. Anybody I, interesting? Gosh, I'm trying. I think I, I listened to some of the first ones yep. just to yeah. just to see or whatever. And I, but you know, obviously, I follow you on Twitter and yeah. everything, so I see kind of the different yeah. the different you know, guests that you've had and stuff like that. I'm, I'm always curious about um, the people that have been in our area because obviously Middle Tennessee is where we've both kind of been and known each other. And you've been mm-hmm. – we'll talk about it, but you've been in some other parts too. But um, the people that, like I interview, that I, I even didn't know a lot about them that mm-hmm. I might have known for a very long time, you know. And then we might find out stuff today about things that are that we just – you know, we're, we're not all as close as we'd like to be. But, sure. you know, I, I'm, I'm curious about people that say, I didn't know that about him. And I – worked with him for 15 years or whatever you know <laughs> right and so that that's always what's fun about this and you know i just it allows me to have you know fun I, and i'm curious about people that if you've ever if you listen to any and you come across that what you if there's something that stuck out or whatever got it yeah. um you know i like i said i haven't i haven't a lot but i've I, like i said i sort of keep up you know yeah. I, I always sort of keep up with sort of who's there but yep. you know podcast is kind of one of those things where like Every I know lots of people that listen to a lot, you know that that really check out a lot of them, yeah. and I'm like I need to do that. I need to do that, and I just I just don't ever. I, I, if I'm listening to anything, it's always music. Yeah, and it that's like, you know, anybody that knows me well knows that's like one yeah. of my favorite things on earth. So uh, what's your go to? Music wise, yeah, music. It's kind of funny. So it changes. It's changed throughout. I mean, I I there is no real go to, but yeah. I, but. You know, for some reason, for the last two three years, I've been more, I've been more country, and I don't know why, because <laughs> I never was before that. Uh, I mean, I, I was like, you know, right? Maybe back in the early '90s, you know, kind of when we we're, you know, and country got huge again with right. Garth and all that stuff. But uh, uh, are you old school country, middle school? I, I mean, love it all, but yeah. I, I actually, so for years, I used to tell people, I used to say. 
I was definitely old school country. So I used to say if it if if it wasn't on hee haw, I don't I don't care. Yeah, right. You know, that was kind of my thing. So right. you know when it, when hee haw ended because I you know as a kid I used to watch that every Saturday. So, um, but then I don't know two three years ago I just kind of gave it a chance again. Yep. And now I I actually kind of like some of the some of the newer stuff. Which again, if you talked to me five years ago, I right. said no way. Yeah. But so for some reason that's kind of where I am. But I don't ever sort of deviate too far away from I love you know rock right. you know so kind of my 80s 90s you know whatever if you're an XM you know yeah. hair, hair nation I'm got, and, I've, <laughs> and I've got my I've got my son actually going on that too now so that's actually Isn't that crazy how that works favorite yeah. stuff yeah. now it's hilarious like it will be riding down the road and that's what he wants to listen to yeah so and he's 14 yep I'm gonna have to turn you on to my music. Get you when it's I coming have, out soon. I have heard yeah. some of your music. You, may, you don't sound like the hip hop guy, but I actually like say I go through phases, right. and I, you know, I, I have my moments where I, I, you know, there are certain, definitely certain groups, certain songs, yep. or whatever else that I like. Like I, you know, but that was never one that was certainly not like you. Like I know that's your, yeah. that is your thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it is. I mean, I, I grew up on it that's kind of what i listened to but i still listen to i was listening to morgan wallen on the way over here there so you go. i mean you know i just go through phases like my favorite thing on earth is going to concerts yep. like absolute that's why like this last year has it's been a bummer, just awful it? yeah so uh you know and i've been of a mindset like it doesn't matter you tell me when i can go and i'm gonna be there yeah like if you said i could go today i'd be there yeah Fifty thousand people i'd be there i don't care yeah like I'm going. I'm with you. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of the thing. So, you know, you could kind of say like my whatever really translates more to like live music yeah. is kind of my wheelhouse. So right. Any of that, like, but I, I, you know, my my tastes are kind of varied. Like, my all time favorite solo artist ever is Billy Joel. Okay. Ever. Yeah. Uh, since I was a little, you seen him live before? Six times. Oh, there you go. Uh, twice with. Twice with the Elton John. Elton John, I seen him. That's so, the only time I seen him was with uh, Elton John. I saw him the first time when I was in the third grade. Uh, when I was in, when I was four years old, my dad went on a business trip and brought me home the album yeah. Glass Houses from oh. 1980. Okay, so I still have it. It's framed in this house somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so he was always my favorite. Um, and then, like I said, you just you just pick sort of a, a genre or an era. I can tell you who my, you know, I could I could sort of tell you who my favorites are from that deal, right. but it'll be kind of all across the. All so, across what's the your map. favorite concert you've been to? Is it Billy Joel, or do you got if it's mm, you got a tough. favorite? You know what? It's it's kind of tough because I, I I have this I've go to so many. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those things where it always ends up being that one of my favorites is the last one that I went to, just because okay. to me they're just so much fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it doesn't matter who it is, but uh, great shows that I've seen probably in the last mm, three, four years. I'd say uh, I saw uh, Queen with Adam Lambert. Okay. That was amazing. Was it? But I'm a huge Queen fan, and so, you know, Adam Lambert's the only guy on the planet that can sort of pull that off, <laughs> and he does it. He, I think he may be the best singer on the planet. Um, effortless. Uh, that same year, like right after that, I saw just total shift. I saw um, Roger Waters, Pink Floyd. Okay. 
his show was phenomenal. Um, but I'm a big Pink you Floyd. You were definitely going to have to explain who Roger Waters was to me. <laughs> okay, so Pink Floyd. He, I know Pink was, Floyd. I just didn't know right, him. Roger Waters was the bass player in Pink Floyd. Yeah. Now, they, he kind of left the band in the early 80s yeah. after The Wall. Everybody knows, you know, The Wall. You yeah. heard that one. So Sure. He was I'm always, familiar with Pink Floyd now. I'm just, he was always. Don't get would, on to me, people out there. You know, he, he was the he was sort of the the uh, the main lyricist sort of artistic you know, force behind that. Right. Gilmore and some of the other. Gilmore is the guitar player and singer. They were more of the music side. He was sort of like, so all the lyrics and yeah. just all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, so those two. But, uh, you know. This, I could imagine Pink Floyd's pretty good. I had tickets to concert, two shows, two big shows last year that are still. Pending? Got, got, well, they're pending. Yeah. Fingers crossed they happen this year. <laughs> totally different thing. So one of them is uh, one of them is Kenny Chesney. Yeah, I'm supposed to see him in Dallas. Um, that was before the Nashville show got. Or no, I'm going with some friends. We decided to go to Dallas to Nashville. And then the other one is Molly Crew, Def Leppard. Oh, that'll be Poison, good. Joan yeah. Jett. That's in Atlanta because we got tickets in Atlanta before the Nashville show was announced. So I've yeah. had those tickets now for a year and counting. Yeah, man, I'm I'm. Not to go sideways on this, but no. I'm just so I'm so curious about what this past year has done to artists and music in general. Mm -hmm. The live, you know, so, I'm not just talking about the the artists who make the you know like they're the main sure. people. It's the drummers, the bassists, the guitar players, the production, Absolutely. and how hurt they possibly are, especially in Nashville. I mean, just I can't imagine how that has been impacted. I know a few people that are in that sort of business or whatever yeah. one in particular that i'm thinking of now he's not actually not you know on the music side of it he's in the uh you know stage rigging lighting sure that whole thing yeah. and uh you know that's that's how he made his living like he would travel around and was you know building stages and lighting rigs and doing all that kind of stuff yeah. and uh it's zero yeah like he has for the longest time was out of work and then now he's he's literally found a guy you know to help you know he's building fencing and doing yeah. some fencing work just waiting on yep waiting on it to come back you know and hopefully it gets back soon but like i mean you have industries like that that were you know ended yeah i mean it's there is nothing right. there there is nothing in the world to do and uh i mean i saw the exit in and nashville was up for sale or closing mm -hmm. i mean that's so iconic absolutely venue in nashville and makes me sick you know just to think of things like that yeah. and you know i wonder also wonder if when it comes back does it just spike big time and you start seeing like everybody supporting them everybody as much as they possibly can um do prices go up or they you know trying to make up for lost time i don't know i mean what do you, what do you think about that i think uh i think it definitely does i think those of us you know, if you fall in the category of me where you're literally you're just clamoring to go, yep. like I, literally, you know, we don't have to go down the whole, you know, virus talk if you don't want to. But like, <laughs> like I was never a person like, don't get me wrong. I, I, don't, I don't, I never wanted to get, I don't want to get it. I right. haven't had it or whatever else that I know of. Um, but I've never been, I'm not afraid of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, I, I would have gone to the two, if they didn't have to cancel them last year, as far as I'm concerned, I'd have sure. straight up gone. I yeah. just you know, call me reckless, call me crazy. I would have just done it. Um, you know, 
what we've been having to do. We're alive, but we're not living. Yeah. You know, I, I want to live. Yeah. So. I, I'm 100 percent. <laughs> so anyway, I think it'll I think it'll be crazy. I mean, yeah. I have friends that we talk about and it's literally like, you know, it's like, what are we going to go to? And everybody's answer is whatever the first thing happens. Yeah. Like you name it. And so I think there will be absolutely a spike because I think there's a huge pinup, you know, demand. People are just ready to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. As far as prices and all that kind of stuff, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I think some of these artists would be crazy to try to jack up prices to take advantage of, you know, like trying yeah. to, I mean, I understand, you know, you know, it's been a bad year or whatever else, but you don't knock people's heads off because it's been a bad year for a whole lot of people, not just them. I yeah, mean, for sure. Just be glad that you got your audience back and you can yeah. resume and, and get going again, but don't try to kill people. Yeah. I think that artists are smarter than that, but I just, I'm curious because, you know, they, just a lot of people hurt and a lot of people out of work and businesses suffered and, you know, it's, it's just hard to predict. It's hard to predict how, you know, something that we've been so focused on from a health standpoint, and I'm like you, I mean, I, I kind of err on the side of, I mean, let, you know, let's be honest, I mean, this disease is bad and it's yeah. hurt a lot of people, but sure. it, uh, you 99 was it 99.3 percent or something if you get it you recover i mean yeah. that's hard to say that we should shut the whole world down yeah you no, know I, I, i've never been in favor of any yeah. of that uh, but at the same time i don't i don't begrudge anybody sure your personal opinions or you know and i don't i don't run out there and try to argue with people and convince them one way yeah. or the other you do you and i'm gonna do me so i was having this conversation with my mom just the other day, which is literally this whole year, this whole time, like I haven't changed anything about anything that I have done. Like I have never just stayed home. I've never right. done any of that stuff. I have done whatever I've been sort of allowed to do. So yeah. if it was, if it could be done, yeah. then I'd do it. So I, I didn't, I did not see my friends. I did not go out of town. Right. I did, I, I did all that stuff. And, uh, just because I, I mean, I'd go crazy if I just, Sat in my house and closed myself off to yeah. the whole world. Yeah, couldn't do it. No, I, I I took three days, and I and the only reason why I did that was because I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. I was going to businesses and you know going to people's house, and mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know, man. This I don't know what to do. And 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 the I guess the kicker was it was a really bad rainy stretch. So I just took like three days to just like make some phone calls and pump the brakes. But after that, I was. Going and doing what I never needed to do. So the interesting thing about that was, uh, so this all sort of really kind of, you know, hit fever pitch or whatever mm -hmm. during spring break last year. Yeah. Here. So you were talking about it was rainy and stuff like that. It was rainy. I wasn't, wasn't rainy where I was. I was at the beach. <laughs> so I took my kids to the beach and went down there with a bunch of friends. And we were at the beach when all of this was going on. They shut on. it all down on you? No. Oh, they didn't. No, that was the thing. Like, we kind of were insulated from that a little bit. Yeah. And it wasn't until the day we were coming back home that you started noticing stuff because you would stop at a restaurant, you know, fast food or something. And, like, you couldn't sit. You literally just had to take it to go. And right. it was... It was getting kind of, they announced like the, the initial two week, uh, you know, stay home to stop the spread thing right. while we were there. <laughs> yeah. And so it was, you know, 75 degrees and sunny on that beach. And I, you know, so when we came back, it was like, this is just bizarre. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, in my line of work, I didn't, I mean, you know, we were, we, we kept going, Yeah. you know, thankfully, um, we were, 
well, we didn't, we didn't have to stop doing anything. So I was still going to the farm and doing stuff and I was still trying to go see customers, whoever would, I'd call people and they're sure. like, I don't know if you're seeing people or not or what, <laughs> what y'all are doing, but right. you know, I didn't have anybody tell me not, you know, say no or right. no, you know, we're not letting they have anybody come by or yeah. anything like that. So do you know anybody that's got the virus, the vid? <laughs> yeah. I've known a few people that yeah. have had it. A couple of my good friends had it, got it Christmas day. Yeah. Um, they knew they had it on Christmas Day. Oh, this past Christmas. This past. I keep forgetting it's been past, a year. Yeah, it's yeah. been a year. So this past, as far as the only people that I know that I'm like close to, or yeah. like two of my close friends, um, got it. And that's I've only I've only take I've only had one test. I've only tested for it myself one yeah. time, and it was because I hung out with them two or three consecutive days right up even christmas eve right and so uh talking to them texting on christmas day and i was like i'm not feeling good or whatever you know i might have it and then the next day they you know it was a husband and wife they woke up and were like knew they had it yeah and text me like you need to go get tested because you have it too i know you know we've been (laughs) hanging out or whatever and uh i went and got tested i was negative yeah and so that's been it and uh I always told myself, I was like, I'm not getting tested unless I feel sick. Right. Because I just don't, I don't know. I like, it seems crazy to me. But, uh, but I didn't just because I knew that I had been exposed. But, yeah. No, so far, so good. I hear you. I, I went the whole time not knowing a single person, nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, how can this many people have it? And I don't know one single yeah. person. And lo and behold, my dadgum kids didn't show up. <laughs> now, they were both in college. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they got it. And I was like, golly, you got to be kidding me. I, I know a couple other, you know, I do know some other people that gotten it, but those are the only two that I know of that got sick. Like, they were sick. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, uh, yeah. it, 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 it put them down pretty good. I yeah. mean, not like, you know, not like scary, but just... They, like I said, their husband and wife, bad flu and kind but of thing. Both of them had completely different symptoms. Yeah. Like it affected one, one way and one totally different. Yeah. Um, Isn't that weird? It is weird. Jeez. Same house, same everything. But, uh, they, um, yeah, it was about two weeks. Yeah. I mean, it took them every bit of two weeks to kind of yeah. kick it. Yeah. And, uh, but they're the only ones that I know that like really got sick, sick. Yeah. Everybody else I know, you know, that got it was just sort of like, you know, yeah. I'm, Whatever I can tell, I feel a little down, but they they rebounded pretty quick. It wasn't a severe yeah. case or anything. But I don't know anybody that's been hospitalized. Yeah, thankfully. Well, I'm I'm excited already to get back to some semblance of normal. I tell you, it's been a wild ride, and mm-hmm. you know, for the vast majority of people, you just gotta figure it out and get get out there and get back to it. I hope we do, and that sounds like we're slowly but surely getting there. I'm optimistic about yeah. it. I'm probably more optimistic than most. Yeah. people or whatever else like I, I try not to pay attention to the to the news and to you know what we're told all the time yeah. um because i do believe like uh, you know I, I don't know i just believe sort of you know most all of us at heart you know we, if you pay attention to any of the numbers and you know kind of what's going on i mean uh you know cases are down and number of vaccinations per day are right. up. Yep. They're way up above what they even sort of yeah. hoped they would be. So, I mean, I don't believe that 
I mean, I, I don't care. You know, my personal opinion is that some of these these politicians yeah. or whatever that think that they have real power. Yeah. And they only have power because people sort of agree to it. Sure. Uh, I believe we're going to hit that point and, you know, you're going to start to see some that are just going to, you know, whether it's people or, or you know, certain leaders or whatever are going to look at it and say, like, look, our cases are bottomed yeah. out. And this many people have been vaccinated, you know, it's it's full gas. And so, I mean, if you see, you know, you can kind of watch sports. I mean, you know, whether it's whether it's uh, colleges, you know, there's I know, you know, us being kind of SEC fans or sure. whatever, you know, uh, the plan is or it's been announced by, you know, not just not just for sports, but for school in general. Like um, I'm an Ole Miss fan. We talked about that yeah. before, um, you know. That plan is, you know, full, 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 go, full go school. Yeah. Like it's not going to be some, like it is everybody, everybody there doing just like you always did before. Yeah. And then same thing with the sports aspect of it. I right. know like, you know, the, a lot of the, a lot of the SEC schools have been vocal about come out. Their plans. Are the SEC be, was a leader. And, and right. even, even when protocols were at full, right. you know, a, you know, attempt, they, they were like, Oh, this is how we're going to do it. No, absolutely. And so they're going to, their plan is to be full gas, fully attended. Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. Um, I've read an article where I think the, you know, the hall of fame game is the first preseason game. Mm-hmm. It's in August and the NFL is planning on that being fully attended. Yeah. So, you know, these guys, I mean, they, you know, somebody like the NFL, like they obviously have their, you know, they've got their sources and their, beliefs about certain things but i said this back when this all started like it's one thing to try to shut stuff down like that's a that's a big deal shutting stuff down yeah you know but and i I told my dad this literally the first week that the lockdowns or whatever you want to call it stay home orders whatever came out i was like it's one thing to do it but the real leadership will be shown when it comes time to open things back up right who's really going to be who are going to who are the leaders going to be um, who's going to step out there and really make that decision? Like who, who's going to be, you know, we've talked about concerts, we've talked about sports a little bit, right? Who's going to be first? Like what entity, what state, what governor, what mayor, what, whoever, what, who in the leadership world is going to be first to say, we're all in. Yeah. We're back. I don't know what everybody else is doing, but we're back. Who's going to be first? going to take real well, leadership it and is. i'm interested to see that who who's going to step up and do that it is because it doesn't matter what side you're on 50 percent of you don't 50 percent of the people don't like you no for the true. vast majority and true. and it takes it takes strong minds strong leadership strong decision making to make those decisions and realize that the best interest of the majority of people mm-hmm. is get back after schools open sports back to normal yeah. you know um take precautions. I think we're all going to be better from a precaution standpoint across the board. Sure. You know, you're going to see people not be as sick for basic, you yeah. know, things they've learned from this. But yeah. at the same time, I wondered the precautions from every, or the repercussions from everything that kids not being in school, yeah. all that can't that can't continue to happen. You know, no, it's, it's got to I've it's, got I've got two in school. Yeah, yeah. You know, thankfully they're they're in they're both in high school. And, you know, they're both in Williams County, so we've been in school all year. Yep. I mean, they took – I think there was two different weeks where 
it was usually kind of coming off some sort of break or what or or whatever else you know there was a spot so they kind of went remote they were remote the first two weeks of the year and then they've gone remote like a couple of different times just because cases got up and from what I understand it was really more um, they had some cases among like staff and teachers and stuff so it was like they had the sure. they didn't have enough. Uh, they didn't have enough uh, of the of the faculty and staff there to be able to conduct like normal. Yeah. But I mean, they've been in school since it started. Yeah. Um, I would absolutely. I mean, I'd lose my mind if I was in one of these places where it was where they haven't gone to school at all. Yeah. Or gone, you know, I say to school, I mean in person. Uh-huh. And you know, I've seen just you know. Even with my own kids, you know, my kids are great and they, they typically, my daughter does really well in school. My son does well when he tries, <laughs> but, uh, the only times we've had to have conversations with him about his grades or whatever else were, were when they went remote. That was the, that was when assignments started being missed and things like sure. that, you know, and you check grades and you're like, what's going on here? But it's because there's three zeros there and you're like, and, you know, and it's all dated to when they weren't there right you know and you know i they drive me crazy talking to them because all the time still you know obviously we just had a bunch of snow whenever it was week four last and it's like they're always still wanting to be out and i'm like y'all have been out of school <laughs> forever in, in the last year more than i was out my entire academic career right yeah in one year <laughs> and they're like well it doesn't matter i mean we still you know don't want to go right <laughs> like I'm like, but you need to go because sure. I was like, you know, sadly, the people that came before you and came after you are going to kick your tails in the job market, you know, years from now. Right. Because you're in a hole, whether you want to believe it or not, you're yep. in a hole. And so I, the, the fact that this continues on, just it absolutely drives me crazy. <laughs> I, and it's it's sad to me. But, um, yeah, that's 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 a big one. Is, yeah. You know, so I, like I said, back to kind of what we were saying, like, you know, I thought maybe that would be the thing, but clearly it's not. Clearly there are no, you know, there's an absence of leadership in certain certain sectors yeah. and certain places as it relates to that. And that's to our kids. Yeah. You know, but, you know, despite despite what all the evidence is to the contrary, you know, there's still tons of kids in this country that aren't yep. in school. So that's bad. So then who's it going to be? You know, well, and you talked about the political piece of it. Yeah, because half the, can, nobody nobody agrees on anything. But I don't know. Maybe they do agree on sure. sports for the most part. If we're talking about sports and not the political faction of sports right. nowadays, but just talking about the love of the game and wanting to do all that kind of stuff. So maybe it is one of these professional leagues or whatever. Maybe it's baseball. Maybe it's whichever one. Golf. Yeah, I think you golf know, is big. Gol- golf big. should be the first one to be all yeah. the way back. Yep. Just because it was one of the first ones to be back at all, it should be one of the first to be all the way back because, again, you can, you know, you, you can, you're outside. Yep. You know, you're kind of away from people. And so, you know, you know I, I, think, I think we'll see. I, I hope. But that's soon. I mean, I know, I guess, I, you know, obviously the Masters are coming up in the month. It's going to have fans, but not. Yeah. Not, it's limited. It's limited. But, I mean, it shouldn't be much longer after that. But no. like I said, it's, it's going to take it's going to take leadership. It's going to be somebody saying, this is what we're doing, and I dare you to try to stop us. Yeah. Because I believe the people 
in their minds think that, but we just don't think collectively enough just to sort of demand it. Still a lot of people that got fear on the brain. No, they do, but I think that there's more people. I, honestly, I think more people that I think it's just like anything else, like, you know, the minorities. And when I say minorities, I mean the minority groups, yeah. like, or uh, uh, numbers of people. Numbers of people. Are always the loudest. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're the most. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. That is exactly right. <laughs> and so, you know, I just, I know what I see around me. Yeah. And I know the people that are in my life. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I've known a few people that are terrified. But most people are not. And most people are just, you know, like I said, I, you know, I, I'm just, when it comes down to it, I'm almost all about freedom. Just let me yeah. decide. Yeah. That's all I want. Like that, that's all. The only thing that, to me that's bad about this is like you don't. Nobody needs to be deciding for me. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll do. I'll take whatever risk I feel. You know, whatever the risk is, let me assess what that risk is, and then I'll I'll decide. And I've yeah. already told you, if you know, Guns and Roses plays at Nissan Stadium next month, I'm there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I agree with you. I I don't disagree with anything you said. I think too many times. Media, TV can stray you. You listen to the wrong bit of information. Sure. Loud, the, the, the small group of people get the loudest voice. Yeah. That kind of stuff. And that's where we're at. You know, you got to, I have to tell myself, my kids, be strategic where you listen to your, and get your information from. Sure. And don't just listen to one place. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's just, you're just doing, you're not doing yourself any favors. And, and, and then at some point, be able to make your own decision about Absolutely. your life. Because that's what this, place was founded on was you know freedoms and liberties and and the ability to do things that uh you know other countries don't get to do no that's exactly right and i mean it doesn't matter what you're talking about your the level of freedom you know it's you know the amount of risk risk and freedom are directly proportional to one another right. so the more freedom you have the more risk you are accepting yep you know and to me i don't want any limits on any of that right. just let me you know, yeah. like now, granted, I can't, I can't do something to anybody else, or you know, I, I'm not, I'm not advocating for that. But sure. Don't, don't tell me, you know, I, don't tell me I can't go here. You know, if no matter, I don't care what it is. If you know, if we're gonna have, you know, whether it's restaurants or whatever else, don't you know, if if a group of people knowingly are, are going there and they understand other people are going to be there and the people that are working yeah. there understand and the own the place understand and everybody's in agreement like we're all good then get out of the way yeah that's what we're going to do yeah. you, you you or whoever else that doesn't want that doesn't have to do that don't do it it's all good i hear you i hear you loud and clear man mm -hmm. well um let's transition away from the uh the insaneness of the world know, and right? all that and uh what are you up to these days? We uh, we we've uh, had the benef benefit of meeting uh, as golf course guys and superintendents, right. and uh, and so um, I know you've tra transitioned from that now. So mm -hmm. what what are you up to? So I am. I guess my title kind of talked about it. So my title is operate. Don't mess this up. Operations manager from Middle Tennessee. Yep. Winstead Turf Farms. So okay. I'm in the side business. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so that's been good. You know, I was a, like you, I was a superintendent for, I don't know, almost 20, I had superintendent for almost 20 years and um, in that golf side of things ever since college. Sure. And uh, so this has been a totally different, uh, it's definitely a totally different kind of challenge. I mean, you know, growing, growing grass, you know, turf management or whatever 
piece of it, but it's a totally different mindset, yeah. you know? And so do you have to be more business oriented or how, uh, where, where's the agronomics come into play versus, I mean, the agronomics is basically, uh, you know, as far as managing the farm and, and, you know, growing in, you know, when we, so, you know, my farm, I say my farm, the, the middle Tennessee farm, like this is an expansion, like for Bobby Winstead, who's owns the, owns the farm. Yeah, talk about them a little bit too. So Bobby's been in business for forty years. Yeah. Um, so he's you know he's had a side farm for forty years, and so they're right. You know our our original big you know we'll call it the big farm or whatever right. is just outside of Memphis, and for you know thirty six thirty seven of those years he had no interest in going outside that area. So right. a lot of people across the state of Tennessee, I mean, you know, may have heard of us or whatever, but nobody ever really bought grass because he you know he wouldn't he wouldn't really ship it anywhere. When I first, I'm from that area. When I first moved up here to be the superintendent at the governor's club, uh, you know, I, there was some grass that I, I, we were doing a project. I wanted to get my grass from him. And I literally, you know, that particular job, he himself drove it up here on the truck. Wow. Um, just because the way he had his insurance and stuff set up, it was like he couldn't send, he, couldn't he wasn't, send it. wasn't sending drivers, but he brought it. Yep. And then when I, when we did the Grove and I was there, um, I had to arrange my, I was doing several loads. I had to arrange my own truck. So I had to get <laughs> trucks from here to drive down there to pick, pick it, up. it up and bring it back. Yep. So, you know, a few years ago, he decided to expand into, to this market. I mean, obviously Nashville, middle Tennessee market is a booming market. And so, um, that's sort of where I come in and I'm kind of trying to, you know, really, I mean, we have a name and we have a reputation for people that know us, but like yeah. there's a lot of people in this area that don't know us, but we, we grow a really good product. So I'm kind of trying to build this from scratch locally. Gotcha. Um, so anyway, um, so we have a, we have a farm that's about 60 miles West of Nashville and that's kind of, We'll call it my farm because I'm the only employee up there right now. <laughs> so I sort of do all of it. But as far as it gets to your question, the agronomic part is, you know, I'd plan a whole new farm. Right. And uh, I have learned, you know, in the golf business, everything, you know, it's sort of a it's sort of a two-pronged kind of thing. You know, everything that we did in that, it's about, you know, playability and then aesthetic. And so, you know, the trick is to sort of marry those two right. things up. And agronomically, the, the trick with that is, is that a lot of times the things that you do to achieve one or the other works, one works against yep, the other. Exactly. So, uh, you know, green and pretty doesn't, doesn't give you the conditions necessary, the playability that right. you want, vice versa. You can have great playability and it looks dead. So, yep. uh, so that's the trick there. This is totally different. I've, I've learned quickly that, uh, you know, we want it to look good. We want what we send out to be obviously aesthetically pleasing. So when somebody sods their yard or their yeah. golf course or sports field or whatever else, that it looks good. But, um, my focus for real has to be on growing it in such a way that you can move it yeah. from one place to another and it show up intact. Right. Or, you know, we harvested. So, you know, I learned a little bit last year, you know, I had some, I had sort of my you know, we got ready to harvest our first bits and we we're going to do some fescue. And to me, it looked good, you know, like I, I, if, and this was kind of in the summertime, so it wasn't a great time of year, but yeah. you know, the fescue that I had, I was like, you know, if I had this any place I've ever worked before, you know, I'd be pleased with how it looked sure. for August. It wouldn't hold together. 
Don't work. So I had to re, you know, but yeah. I, w- I didn't know. There was no, you know, there's no, I'm just, you know, there's no way for me to know until we literally put a harvester out there and yeah. cut it and tried to see what it would do. And so I rearranged some things and three weeks later we were good to go. Yeah. Um, you know, so you're really growing for underneath more so than top side. Like top right. side, you need it. You want it to be, you know, what your customer wants to see. But the most important thing is it's bottom side. Yeah. So it's just a different. So how do you communicate that with the customer? Um, Because I know from, you know, you've, you've been a receiver Mm -hmm. of sod and and had to judge it from how it looks. Now you're a producer of it. So I'm, I'm curious as to how you would wear your superintendent hat when you're, you know, you, you may be trying to get it to look a certain way Mm -hmm. from the soil and root side. Mm -hmm. And we want it to look when we put it down to look. I mean, it's really trying to do both, but it's just not, you know, like I said, once, when you're a golf course superintendent or, uh, you know, like we were, uh, you know, it comes in. And my thing was, obviously, you know, you buy a sod from whoever you think produces a good product. So you want to, you know, once it sits there on the pallet, you you don't want it to be in pieces when you're trying to do it. Yeah. But there were a number of times I can remember where, you know, I might talk to a sod farm as a superintendent and they're like, you know, I'm like, I need, x y or z and they're like well i don't you know it's not quite ready yet you know what we have like right. uh, you know and i would be like i don't care i'll i'll fix it i just need it yeah uh, you have it just send it to me yeah but whatever like, you like that was my mindset start in certain instances i was like you know I, I remember one time i was trying to get some uh some diamond zoysia okay out of alabama and they were like, well, you know, it's just not ready. We don't have it, you know. And this is a sod, this is another sod farm that was very good. They had a very good product. I used to get all, a lot of my zoysia from them. And, uh, but they were very particular. They wouldn't ship it unless it was absolutely perfect, which I respected. Sure. But on some level, I was like, I'll get it there. I just, I need, you, you know, yeah. it doesn't have to be, I'm not going to be mad if it's not perfect. Yeah. I'll make it perfect. I'll take whatever you got. When it's here. Yeah. So that was sometimes, but then other times, I mean, generally you want it, you know, you you want it if you're putting something down in your fairways or, your t- you know, certainly in some high visibility areas. Like, yeah. you really want to put it down and it'll look pretty dang close to what's already there. Sure. You know, so it doesn't change from that standpoint. It doesn't mean that, that now that what, what I do is just, oh, I don't care about what the top looks like as long as it's, no, it's both. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's sort of how I feel like that we – you know, I do feel like, you know, you know, I wouldn't have gone to work for them if I felt otherwise, but I think we produce some of the best grass in the state, you know, and my counterpart down there, uh, our general manager, Doug Estes, you know, he was a longtime superintendent. Sure. So, you know, kind of what part of my pitch to superintendents anyway is like, you got superintendents growing top for superintendents. So I know what you want. Right. Like I've been in your chair. I've been on the receiving end, as you say. Right. So that's kind of, that's kind of part of my, how I'm selling it or whatever else. But, you know, we want it to be, you know, we want it to be green. You know, we try to, we try to, you know, you know, typically if I I want it to be golf course ready. Right. I want you to be able to put it out there. As soon as it tacks down, you're off and running on it. Yeah. The seams and everything got to heal in or whatever else. But I don't want you to have to do, a lot of work to it so and that's kind of how we do i mean our you know whether it's our zoysia or whatever else i mean there's a lot of guys that still have you know there's a lot of Myers zoysia out there there's not a lot of sod farms growing it but we do yeah and we, it's ours is good yeah and so uh and it's 
it doesn't take you know it doesn't come in at two and a half inches ours is at an inch and you can get it worked down yeah pretty fairly quick yeah that's important so where where's the the farm the middle tennessee farm are you you said you how long has that been since you've been y'all moved up here so he bought he bought the farm in the end of 2018 okay and it's you know it's obviously it's been a slow process you know it's kind of one of those things where we we had in mind you know that we would be in production sooner than what we have been it's just one of those things where it's 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 hard to start a whole new thing, you know, a hundred. Because you had to do pay, pretty much everything. Right? Yeah, I everything. Mean, had, you know, it was, uh, you know, that where what what he bought or what where we are was it was in corn before we had it. It's yeah. right on the Buffalo River, so we had to put in pivots, center pivots for irrigation. We pump out of the river for that, so we got that in, and then we sprigged our first uh, fields. So there, I have uh, I've got two Bermudas. I've got. Latitude 36. I've got uh, Tahoma 31, which is our newest, latest, and greatest. Which yeah. is, it's, 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 it's good been stuff. A, it's been a good, uh, it's been well, well received so far. Yeah. So I have those two, and then uh, I've got some fescue, and I've got some HGT bluegrass. Um, and we just did last, kind of the end of last summer, sprig um, at each farm 10 acres of Zeon. So we'll be in the Zeon game here. There you go. And another. I think it's going to take every bit of this year to get it. Yeah. You know, so it'll probably be next year before any of that, you know, ends up. On Is that the, the only zoysia you got? Here, it's the only zoysia from Middle Tennessee. Yeah. Um, now, we have, in Memphis, we have Meyer and we have uh, Royal, which is another fine-bladed sure. Matrella. And we have Palisades, which is our number one People company, love that. Company-wide, it's yeah. our number one seller. Like, every, you know, every nice lawn in Memphis palisades sure like so that's one that slowly but surely you know i'm gonna try to try to you know i mean it's gonna be it's quite an undertaking if we were like oh we're just gonna change the whole market here in nashville (laughs) that's you know 98 percent fescue yeah but i mean that's a really great one and people love green grass man no they do they (laughs) do and you know and they don't realize that uh um you know I mean, well, look out there right now. You can look at my yard. It's not green right now. No. You know, it's greenish. You know, but it's, what do you got out there? That's, that's, that's stuff. some fescue. <laughs> it's fine. It's just it's unirrigated fescues. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Once, but we'll uh, take a picture and post that. <laughs> yeah, look at the front yard. It's a little yeah. better. Side but, guy uh, lives here. I know. Well, I, like that's news or whatever. <laughs> I know. It's turf a, every, guy. Turf guy. Lives every here. guy knows yeah. that. Every, every, everybody in our business, you know, you know, I don't trust anybody that's got a great looking yard if yeah. they're in our business. That's right. <laughs> You're spending too much time at home. That's exactly right. Well, yeah, yeah and it means that they don't have anything else going on that's, in their life. That's like, right. You know. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, so that's, you know, that's sort of what we have. But, uh, and, uh, you know, we'll be sort of full on in production finally this year. Like, I got a lot of, equipment and you know there's a lot of lot of you know stuff happening around here but you know we're we're uh it's different for us because there's so many so many of the other farms around here that are all just so heavily geared towards fescue yeah. we have fescue but it's not the, our main focus right you just have to do it i imagine yeah you do and uh but you know, so so in some ways, we don't have a lot of acreage at this point. You know, I've only got a couple hundred acres total. Right. So uh, we're we can be a little bit kind of niche, it seems like. But like, so 
all of our like we don't even grow 419 yeah. as a as a company we don't have any for people ask me all the time you got four i don't have any because we we stick to the improved varieties sure and it's you know and this is another thing i tell people all the time like 419 is a great grass and has been sort of the standard for a long long time but that's 1960 right you things know, are changed Tahoma 31 is 2017 like it's a rotary phone and an iphone you tell me which one you're going to use like the the breeding and the genetics mm-hmm. and what these newer grasses do like you know like me any of us that were in the business uh you know 2014 and 2017 yeah. dealt with the winter kill you know we went 20 something years without thinking about winter kill because it just didn't happen for 20 years right and then 2014 came along and reminded us all that uh yeah this stuff will die yeah you know um and I, God, that was a nightmare. And, and so I was at the Grove. We resided 10 acres of rough yeah. with 419 and like an idiot. I won't say an idiot, but like back then we were scrambling to get whatever we could get. Yeah. And some of these newer things weren't nearly as readily available as they are now. But So I resided 10 acres in 419, and then a whole bunch of it died again in 2017. So we started going back to the latitude. Yeah. And there's no way on earth if I had the choice – that I would ever do anything other than one that was cold tolerant and, you know, why would handle that? I mean, well, I mean, again, back then, you know, that was when those were really kind of, you know, but the availability just wasn't there, but now they are available. Yeah. And so again, I, you know, yeah, they're a little bit more, but not having to redo that stuff and yeah. they look just as good and they're just as green and perform just as well. You know, there's, you know, so we don't even, that's just kind of where we are with it. So, sure. You know, I, any any customer I talk to that wants four nineteen, like I understand, and but I just tell them like I don't I don't I don't have it, but yeah. here's why. Right. And uh, you know, so far so good. So we'll see. How many how many acres total do you have uh, company wide between Memphis and here, up here? Gosh, I think you know Memphis. You know, obviously it fluctuates a little bit, um, but it's right around a thousand down there. Okay. Uh, like I said, and it fluctuates only because, uh, <laughs> Bobby's a real estate farmer as much as he is anything. So yeah. our farm is not like a, a family farm or something. Our farm moves. It moves as he sells real estate. Sure. You know, so, um, where it was 20 years ago yeah. is neighborhoods right now down there. I got you. So that's how he does things. And yeah. so, um, you know, it moves around. So it fluctuates. He just sold a piece because our shop down there is right on, you know, Bobby, Bobby makes this happen. It's right on the brand new, that's only been there a year, the brand new exit off 40. And literally at the end of that exit is our shop. Yeah. So he owned all that. So he's just sold a bit of that. Sounds like it's a real estate business as well. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, it is. <laughs> in a way, in a lot of ways it, it is. It very much is. Yep. And so, uh, so between the two, so I've got, my farm right now is like 200 acres, but we'll say 180 of it is kind of tillable. Yeah. Um, and then he just bought another farm 15 minutes away from my current one, which is another like 100, 120 or whatever. Right. So, you know, that's going to sort of come online, hopefully planning on this year or whatever else. Yep. So I'll sort of have two, two spots that I'm sort of, uh, you know, taking care of and sure. overlooking or whatever. You're going to need some help eventually. 
Yeah, we're working on that. <laughs> it's kind of a tricky deal. To, you know, people ask, you know, on occasion, some people, salespeople or whoever will come down and I'm literally, you know, I, I do all of it. Yeah. Like, so I mow it, I spray it and try to sell it. Yeah. And, you know, so. Well, so what is a typical day like for you? Is it very man? It's it 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 does um, certainly right now because you know we get this weather like we've been like yeah. I went down to the farm this morning as I told you and yeah. it's flooded yeah. a lot of it's flooded uh, so there's nothing's going to be happening down there at least probably till maybe at the end of the week right maybe the weekend first of next week but uh, so you know in situations like that then I'll try to shift it to trying to you know go see customers or right. You know, I, I get calls and I'm trying to organize uh, some deliveries or whatever. And right now it's still kind of uh, for the first two years, even while I was on there, like while we were growing in the my farm, like I'm selling and stuff around here. But yeah. all of it's coming out of Memphis. So I sort of go get orders and then I have to relay that. I usually just talk to Doug down there and he sort of fits what I'm doing up here into their schedule as far as harvesting and deliveries and right. trucking and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it's a little trickier yep. and, but hopefully all of that stuff this year will transition completely up to here. So, uh -huh. you know, we'll be harvesting every, everything that people are buying me that I have, hopefully will be harvested here and shipped out of right. here closer. Cause I mean, it's, it's a hundred miles closer. I mean, that's just on freight. That's a big you know, Four hundred bucks. Yeah, you can be more load. competitive. So it, yeah. it does help. I mean, yeah. that that's kind of a thing. So, so uh, yeah, that that uh, so uh, you know, all in will be a little over a thousand. You know, it's kind of a long answer, but yeah, both places. Sure. So, um, I you know John over at Innsworth and 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 a lot of discussion about his choice to um, you know he's redoing a field. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I've seen the Tahoma, mm -hmm. and I've seen what he's done with it. Yeah. Talk, talk. How did you come on board on that project? And 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 I know that he was leaning. I don't. I want to say it might have been Latitude. Could have been Northbridge. It was one of those two, though. It was Latitude. And then he, uh, you know, he made the choice, and I think a wise choice because it, it's fantastic looking. But how did uh, you know? We've talked about this project. So you don't have to go in great detail. But how did y'all yeah. get involved with it? So. We got it like so. I came on, like I said, at the very end of, uh, I guess, end of 2018 was yeah. when I started. Um, so early 2019, and when I started with uh, with Winstead, you know, they had just like Tahoma was our newest thing. Yeah. You know, six months before I started, we did our foundation field, you know, 10 acre foundation field in Memphis. So it was all, you know, all we had as a company was 10 acres. Yeah. And they were like, hey, here, you know, so I learned about it. And, uh, you know, I was like, man, this is, looks pretty interesting. And it turns out, like, the the main overall licensing company, the company, Saab Production Services, is the company that owns owns Tahoma 31 and, and right. you know, licenses it to different growers or whatever else. I got one of my closest friends from college is the, the business development guy for that company. Oh, really? And I didn't even know that because he had <laughs> been a superintendent and yeah. then went – so – you know, I talking to him, I sort of learned about, you know, and so I just, man, when I hit the ground running doing sales, I just started going around to everybody and sort of, hey, 
here's our new thing and, you know, talk to him about it. And John was one of those. Yeah. And as it is with any new thing, sort of everybody's kind of thing, you know, they just want to, you know, well, you know, I'll see, you know, nobody really want to be the guinea pig. Sure. So, and I, you know, so John was leaning towards latitude and was leaning towards latitude kind of the whole entire time. And, uh, and I, I have this rule where I don't sell against myself. So I have latitude and I have Tahoma. Right. If you like latitude and you want latitude, yep. then we're going to do latitude. I'm not going to try to convince you to do something else when, right. when it's, <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? That's yeah. pointless. So, uh, so he wanted latitude and that was going to be latitude and we priced it that way and everything. And so, um, that's what I thought it was going to be. And last spring, um, he had always said, Hey, I want to go down to the farm. He wanted to go down to Memphis. Uh, he wanted to, uh, just take, take a look, look yep. like everybody does. Sure. And, uh, I forget it was on like kind of last minute kind of popped up and I couldn't go down there. Um, but Doug was down there and was going to show him around anyway, showed him the latitude and, you know, it looked good or whatever else. And took it, you know, but John asked, hey, while I'm here, let me go see the Tahoma. And if you talk to Doug about it, Doug will tell you. He's like, I knew I had him. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as he asked <laughs> to go see it, took him over there and he changed his mind on the spot. Yeah. And that's how that happened. Yeah. That's, so, that's very, that's, that's exactly how he described it. He said, that's exactly just how it changed my mind it right was, then. For a whole year, he was planning on going with Latitude and I was work, you know, trying yep. to get in on that deal. And, um, you know, felt, felt good with my conversations with him that we were going to get the job, but he yeah. was going to do latitude. And so, I mean, we did that job, what, first of June, I think it was the first week of June was when that job was done. And he decided at the end of March, I think it was when he, March or first of April. Yeah. And that's how for a year he thought he was going to do latitude. And with two months to go before showtime, it was right. boom change. Yeah. And I think he's happy that he did. And he's been great. You know, I, I, I call guys like him, you know, I refer to them as, you know, the ones that really sort of step out there and want to try something right. new. Because, I, I, you know, you know there, were, there were some detractors around in terms of, you know, would tell him he was making a mistake here or there. Right. And, uh, and I told him, I was like, man, be the tip of the spear. Yeah. You know, be first. You know, we need people like that that are willing to sort of try something new. Yeah. And, you know, somebody like him that's going to do it right. I mean, I was, he's not going to let it fail. No. And I was all about having him, you know, the idea that, I mean, he, look, his facility and what they're able to do there, it's as good as any yeah. professional field around, in my opinion. So, uh, you know, I, I've talked to people, guys that are, that are at professional, you know, that are, that are working in, you know, field managers for professional teams. And we've talked about yeah. coming here to see his field. Sure. So, you know, it's been great. So as far as sports turf goes, like he's kind of been my guy that, you know, really sort of believed and, you know, kind of put it out. So it's been great. And obviously it helps too that he's as active as he is in social media and right. everything else that, you know, he, he'll get the word out. So all yeah. I had to do was, or all that needed to happen was him be pleased with, you know, and what I, what we were telling him and sort of selling him yeah. on as being, you know, real. Well, in a roundabout way, we did a podcast together where we talked specific, specifically about the f new field and mm -hmm. the decision to do it and, and the process behind it. And that, uh, that, uh, picked up a lot of momentum to the point where, um, Tahoma, the side, the people that yeah. side production services, yep. um, they uh, they reached out to us and did a promotional yeah. uh, based around that interview we had and That's great. and posted it out and sent it to 
everybody that sells it. You might even yeah. saw it. I don't know. Yep. But, uh, uh, you know, and he's super proud of it. I mean, the from grass guys, I mean, it's freaking – I wish it was available. You know, I mean, it is now. But, I mean, I'm just like yeah. – it is it is super exciting to see the technology and the thing and how far it's come. And, There's and no doubt. And it looks fantastic. There's no doubt. Like I said, I, I mean, I, I believe in it. You know, having grown it in from Spriggs in the field. Yeah. And I grew it right next, you know, I just literally separated by a farm road. I had latitude in the field right next to it. And don't get me wrong, latitudes are great grass, but like mm. there is a, demo, like there's a definite difference there. Like yeah. you can look at it and, you know, if you want to get real techie or whatever, you know, like it's definitely shorter internodes and it's got these little spiky leaves as it's growing in. And yeah. very much, I tell people this all the time, it is very similar in growth habit to an ultra dwarf. It's not an ultra dwarf. Right. It, it's been mowed down to an eighth of an inch. I've seen pictures of it mowed to an eighth of an inch, and yeah. it looks great. Now, there's <laughs> no way, you know, it's not putting green quality. Right. It's not anything that anybody would, you know, maybe for a super, super low budget kind of thing, you know, it could be an answer for something like that. But in general, but, you know, it just because of its growth habit, it is so versatile. I mean, you can literally mow it as low as you want to. It's like if you're in a golf course environment mow it as low as you want to yeah and you can take it all the way up to you know most bermuda i don't like any of it above two inches it gets a little it's a little yeah. funny after yeah. that but uh you know anywhere in between and it's phenomenal right so it's got lots of different applications talk about the cold hardiness a little bit because i know it it pretty good for especially for this area i mean it's no it's, it is it, i know. mean you know uh this will be you know just this granted since i've had it we haven't had, you know, the we haven't had the 2014 or the 17. It was under snow cover. And it was under yeah, snow yeah. cover so, even when it was cold. Yeah, so it was so. all insulated. Right. So it's kind of one of those things where, you know, I've, I've, as I've traveled around and talked to customers, I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't wish anything on anybody, <laughs> but I would like to see it really get yeah. to, I mean, I can tell everybody what, what it, what it was in sort of in in-tep trials in Indiana and places like that, you know, mm. the, the, uh, like West Lafayette trials or what Purdue, uh, you know, not, uh, you know, some of the other cold heart in 2014, some of the other cold hardy ones are 14 and 17. Um, you know, the latitudes, the North bridges, the, those, you know, still, still had a pretty healthy amount of sure. winter kill. Um, you know, it was in the whatever 70, 80% range, uh, Tahoma in that same trial was 4% loss. <laughs> Now, I don't know how on earth somebody decided that's four percent, not five percent, or not right. eight. Yeah, you know, whatever. It's that's, low. That's what the that's what the numbers came back. It's at. not seventy I mean, percent. No, you can you can uh, you know all that all that information is available yeah. online or whatever else. But you know that's it, and that was Indiana. Mm. You know, and that's why uh, you know uh, you're seeing it more and more um, sports turf. You know, it's getting further north. One of my favorites is uh, for all the golf guys out there is that it's uh, the golf, you know, where they've had a couple of the world golf championship things over the years uh, during the playoffs, um, Liberty National. Okay. You know, yeah. right there across the. That's in New York. New York, across yeah. the harbor or whatever yeah. else. The driving range tee at Liberty National, even though the rest of that golf course is school season, the driving range tee is Tahoma. Get out of here. Yep. They going to cover it? They, well, you know, they're not open during the winter. Yeah. It's like all other Northeastern companies, their uh, courses, they're not open. But, you know, so they're open during the summertime. Sure. And, you know, that grass will 
green up fast enough and be ready to play on by the time that they're ready for people to play. Yeah. And it's going to, if it does get hot or it's still Bermuda grass, it's going to yeah. grow and it's going to recover and it's going to thrive during the summer. Yeah. And so that's what, that's what their driving range tee is. Okay. The obvious question is why did they choose Tahoma over say a Zoysia that would, uh, Do you have any I, I idea? don't know, but my, you know, my, my thoughts being, uh, you know, having grown Zoysia literally my entire career as a yeah. golf course superintendent is it just, I don't care what you put out there. It doesn't recover as fast. Yeah, like, you're not gonna, you know, you need, if you're going to have, if your driving range tee is going to be Zoysia, which, you know, a lot of the clubs that have Zoysia do have Zoysia driving range tees. It needs to be a big damn tee. Yeah. Otherwise there's no way on earth that by the, if you have any amount of play, that's not going to be chewed up, you know? So I would assume that they chose that simply because recovery. it would handle, but it would also yeah. recover. I mean, you, yeah. can, you can push it and you can make it grow back. That's definitely a good point because Zoysia is just, that's the one drawback to me is it just doesn't mm -hmm. recover. No. I mean, it's slow. It looks beautiful. It's a great grass to play mm -hmm. off of, but it's just slow. It's why when I was at, when I was at the Grove and we were building the Grove, um, we have, there's two drop, well, like for the primary tee, not the not the far end teaching tee, whatever you want to yeah. call it. But there's there's and we did this on purpose. So there's there's two tee, one, the big tee, and then there's another that's about half that size out in front of it. And when I when we were doing that, I selected, I chose to do the big tee in Zorro, which is right. what our fairways and stuff were, which would be used in the summer. But yep. the winter tee is Bermuda, and I'd overseed it, and they beat on that all winter long even into the spring so we didn't move up we typically didn't move i didn't move golfers up until first of may back to the zoysia tee and we would move it our tee was big enough that the area sort of that we started these summer in right you know and as you're as the you know the pro shop staff's moving the the, the you know stands around that was always ready to go a whole year later. Sure. <laughs> so it took a whole year yeah. to get that back. And that's that's what we had to do. But if we were if we were beating on that thing all winter long, yeah. It'd never be grown back. No. Ever. No. <laughs> so I mean you have to have like I said, I don't you know Especially with some of these wild divot patterns these golfers put out there these no, days. There's there's no doubt about it. And so our winter tee, that Bermuda tee, yep. never got used in the summer. Right. It grew back all summer. Yeah. And then we beat it up all winter. Yeah. And so that was the way that we managed that. But yeah, no, I I understand wanting to have the same grass that you have in the course, you know, in your driving range tee. But yep. Zoysia, unless you have a large, a really large tee, yep. I mean it's it's not it's not wise. Right. Because it just doesn't recover. Now, do y'all grow any grasses for greens, ultra dwarfs, the low? Uh... We do not, um, just as a general rule. Now, we have talked, there's been a couple of different times where we were sort of approached about growing some for, specifically for some, you know, you know, there's a, there was a, a golf course, um, I won't say which one or whatever, but that um, was, was wanting to do sort of a quick, conversion or it's talking about doing a quick i don't know i think it was it was later it was going to be a bermuda going right back with bermuda but sure. they didn't want to be closed and take the time to stay closed uh -huh. so they had approached us about potentially growing it for them 
and basically harvest, you know, growing it on their mix. At, you know, that they were going to do the whole deal. We were just going to grow it and then you swap know, it out, swap it outside it. Yeah. And, uh, but as far as like growing it, you know, just, uh, you know, that's no, we, Not. we sort of leave that to, to the guys that do that. You know, it's kind of a conversation. I had a conversation about it this morning. It's just like, you know, as, as enticing as some of it is, you can't be all things, you know, right. kind of just have to pick, you know, who you're going to be and be, be the best that, that you can be and try you, everybody gets in trouble when they try to do too many things. Yeah. And so uh, that's not one that we've chosen to do. Typically, what I hear is is that it's just not enough acreage. I mean, in, you know, you're not going to get enough people that need. I mean, how many acres of greens do you have on a golf course? I mm-hmm. mean, it's two to three. Yeah, you know, maybe four, and mm-hmm. you just you you would rather sell, you know, ten truckloads of something as opposed yeah. to a half a truckload. Well, and it's kind of one of those things where I mean, you just have to make the you have to make the economics of the whole thing sure. work i mean you know if you're in that line of work i mean obviously you're selling the, you're selling those those sprigs or that side whatever you're doing for yeah. a whole lot more than what we're selling right you know you know fescue or you know it's right it's the margin is you know that's that's a big that's a big premium so you're making it up that way so yeah, yeah you know it's not that much so you know somebody may say you know you know, some of the guys that are in that business may be like, no, it's actually better because I, we only grow, you know, we're not growing a thousand something acres. We're growing a much smaller, you sure. know, we're focusing on a much smaller yeah. thing, but we're just trying to be big players in a niche market. Right. And try to own that market best you can. Right. So, you know, there's always a reason, then, you know, to be somebody involved in something. But, Absolutely. Uh, we... You know, that's just not that's just not something that that we're gonna do. I think because it it takes a whole different set of resources and work to right. you know. So we're best suited to just you know do what we do, um, which is kind of the I don't know sports star golf t- you know, but not not greens, not sure. not that kind of thing. What's on the agenda for twenty twenty one? What do you what do you got? Um, you know. Right out, you know, I'm just really trying to, for me personally, is really trying to get this farm, this operation, like get it really kind of rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been good. It's, we've been well received. Everybody I go talk to, but, you know, and I'm hoping some listeners out here that are maybe have never heard of us or don't know anything about us that will maybe give us a shot. But yep. uh, because that, that is kind of one of the challenges is, um, you know, you know, there's just a lot of people in this area that don't know who, don't know anything about us by design because we didn't, you know, like I said, for 36, 37 huh. years, he didn't even try. Right. And so we don't, we're not doing a lot of advertising, any of that kind of stuff. So part of it is just legwork, me getting around and try to get in front of people. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of the main thing is, you know, I, I've got the acreage that I've got and I want it gone. I got you. I mean, I, I literally do. I, I want it, I want it sold. I want it moved. And, uh, go, you know, there's, you know, I've got a lot of, you know, sort of big irons in the fire, you know, kind of going back to the COVID thing real quick. Obviously I know it's come up a lot about how it's been good for golf. And so there's a lot of big golf projects that are kind of potentially floating around out there. And I'm trying, trying to get in on that stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, dude around here, that's crazy. It is. And, you know, so far I, you know, I've, I've, uh, you know, I've, People are people are very interested in what we have, and uh, you know, just trying to 
trying to get the name on the dotted line and, yeah. you know, and, you know, it's kind of for us, it's kind of one of those things where, um, you know, part of this year, uh, you know, there's twofold kind of back to your question. It's getting what I have sort of, I want it gone. Right. But it's also be, being, being ready to do what, you know, the next year. Cause in a lot of cases I need to grow things this year or plant things, yeah. particularly with the new farm to to line us up with what we really need. So it's, right. it's been a lot of just talking to people and trying to figure out, Hey, what do you have? You know, right. what's coming down the line? What could we quote you? You know, what are, you know, we want to be, you know, I, I, I'm not bashful about, it. I want, you know, particularly on like the warm season side, cause that's yeah. kind of really what our specialty is. Yeah. I want it all. Yep. Like I just do. Sure. Um, not, not bashful <laughs> about that. I feel like we got a good product. Nothing wrong with wanting to be the best we've and, got, and be the biggest. We've got, you know some of the some of the best varieties that are available yeah we have those yep we don't have them all but we've got a lot of them and so um you know i feel like i feel like on particularly on that side of things particularly in this market you know because a lot of that is sports turf and golf is where the majority of warm season i mean we've 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 done some yeah homeowner stuff here and there but uh like i feel like i know what they want, what yeah. they need. Sure. And, you know, we can deliver that. And so, um, I don't know. I'm hoping, hoping to get in on some of these big ones. We'll see. Sure. But, uh, that's, that's kind of like this year, next year, sort yeah. of the thing is like trying to get all, I guess in a nutshell, I'm trying to get <laughs> kind of break off, break away from the, from the Memphis farm as far as needing support from them. Yeah, well, you know, I always need support sure. here and there, but need, you know, I want all of the pro, all of our product, everything that I sell to come from I got you. here. Yeah. And um, you know, I think we're we're lining up well yeah. for that. So what's your customer reach as far as area-wise and how can they get a hold of you and anybody listening reach out to you? So that's that's another thing that I'm kind of you know, it's really trying to work through. I mean, I've dipped down into Huntsville a little bit and yeah. been well received down there. And I've got a couple of things that I've done over in the Chattanooga area. Um, so I'm trying to plan to sort of go out that way. I don't know. You know, it's really kind of because it comes down wide to, open still. Yeah. I mean, I'll <laughs> go, we'll send it wherever I've sent some stuff to, you know, to Bowling Green. Um, so really kind of, I'll, we'll cast as wide a net out of here is what we can right you know do you step on the toes of other pro side if you get too far is that how does that work i mean no yeah no yeah no maybe i don't know we, i kind of have a rule like if you're inside tennessee yeah. then i don't you know oh, i'm game. not worried about it at all <laughs> you know now we have some now there are it's not like we have like an adversarial relationship with other farms or whatever else yeah. you know and a lot like so take it the Tahoma, for instance, like we're the only licensed grower for the state of Tennessee. Okay. So I can take, I feel like I can take Tahoma anywhere because I'm not competing with any, you know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going into the home city of another farm right. that's growing it Sure. in this state. Yeah. Um, you know, and ours are mostly that way. There's some other growers that have some of what we have, but not, you know, it's not widespread. It's not like, it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like on the, chemical side where we're trying to sell dacamil or thousand or something yeah. like that you know right. everybody sells it sure um so uh you know but we you know but there are people that we have you know other soft farms that we've got good relationships with the owners or whatever and bobby will say hey don't you know we're not gonna we're not gonna go in this area 
you know, unless now somebody calls us, right. that's one thing, but we're not going to go actively try to right. take over that area. Yeah. Um, but like, like for me, I don't know, I, I, I'm sort of testing the limits, you know, what, how far is too far. Um, that will change here in this next year as things come out of my farm, because it's no matter where I'm going in Tennessee, it's a hundred miles closer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, f- f- it's always the freight. It's right. never, people get, you know, and I understand it. I was kind of the same way, but you know, nobody's, nobody really gives me grief about how much the grass costs, but when you tell them how much it's going to cost to get, get it there, it there yeah. you know, they start, th- which I understand they start thinking, Oh, really? So I could buy this many more pallets if I didn't have to pay you, you know, but, we don't really make a lot. We don't really make anything on that. It's literally just trying to, yeah. this is what it costs us to get it. And there, everything's so. a trickle down effect on that. No, you it know, is. Fuel and everything. It is. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, I'm, I'm game. I'm wide open on, you know, like I said, we've, we've done Huntsville, Bowling Green, you know, yeah. no really need to go West from where I am because the other farm kind of picks that up. Sure. Um, and then, uh, as far east, I don't know. East is what I don't know. I have gone to Knoxville or whatever and kind of poked around, you know, once just to sort of see. And, you know, I think people are interested in what we have, but, like, there's just, I mean, that's that's getting lengthy. You know, Chattanooga from my farm is about 200 miles away, Yeah, give or take, plus or minus. And, uh, you know, when you get further than that, then you start talking about freight that's topping <laughs> topping a thousand. When it gets yeah, over a thousand dollars, people understandably kind of like you know you better be shipping them gold, right? But I'll say that. But in the golf business, you know as well as I do, yeah. Golf course superintendents, particularly at the at the you know higher budget you know private clubs or whatever else, yeah. they buy grass from all over the world i mean all yeah. over the place south georgia south alabama yeah they get it from everywhere yeah. and so you know as far as that part of the market goes like yeah you know yeah i was getting ready to say you and i both have probably bought grass from everywhere on the you know east coast florida georgia south carolina i mean you know i mean i bought it when i was at the grove i bought it from montgomery alabama south carolina yeah um you know you, you name it it's kind of yeah. you know originally when we started down there, our the original Zorro came out of Arkansas. Sure. So, I mean, not we're not really because most of the growers around here are they're great, but they're doing you know they're primarily in this area. They're primarily doing fescue or it's you know it's four nineteen or right. whatever else. But if you're wanting the zoysias and you're wanting some of the the real you know premium premium grasses or whatever else, I mean that's one thing Bobby has been sort of forward thinking about is like, he's really a long time ago got into that. Sure. Um, but you know, I go around and see people all the time and they're like, you know, I'm like, where do you get your mire from? Cause yeah. again, they don't know that we have it or that we do that. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I'll get it. You know, you know, I, I was at one golf course and you know, they get theirs out of Dothan, Alabama. Well, that's a you know, <laughs> like I, I can cut down on that, <laughs> yeah. you know, haul a lot. Right. You know, we've sent grass to, uh, uh, you know, as far as I read, you know, we've gone to St. Louis. We've yep. we, we so we'll do whatever, but uh, I don't know. I'm testing that. You might get somebody that call you from Europe on after listening to this or something. Right. <laughs> Ship it overseas, right? Yeah. So how can they reach you? So my, you know, I'll just give you my just my cell phone number six one five four zero five three seven zero five, or uh, you can email me 
which is wit, W-H-I-T, at winsteadturffarms.com. Um, that's it, because I'm the... I am the office. Yep. You're sitting at you're sitting in the Middle Tennessee office that's right. kitchen. <laughs> that's it. So because uh, down at the farm, it's that's the farm's the farm. And do you use do you use the social medias at all, or are you just kind of you know a reader of we, social? Yeah, I'm more of a reader. You know, it's kind of one of those things where I know I probably should be, yeah. but I just can't. You know, can't force yourself, or I just can't. Like I'm just not a. You know, I'm just not. Like I'm on. I do all of that stuff. Yeah. But I kind of pride myself on the fact that I don't ever post anything to any of it. Yeah. And there's, I'm one of those guys that all the time just wants to drop it. <laughs> like, I just want to be off of it. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't because, I, I don't know. I think, I think if I did, I'd just be just fine. But literally, if you go on any of my Facebook, Twitter, anything, like yeah. I, the last post would have probably been maybe over a year ago. Yeah. And it was probably me at a concert or something <laughs> like that. So I don't know. So no, I don't, um, you know, Doug does better than I do down, yeah. you know, and his actual, his Twitter handle is, I think Winstead turf yep. where mine's just my name. Uh, it's like Whit Davis 15, I think or right. something. But, um, so no, I don't do near as much of that as I should. That's what, like I said, thank you. know, you got to pick the right people to ship your stuff to. So, we, you know, we did the project with John. Yep. Yeah, he'll take care. Yeah. <laughs> They'll find us. Well, word of mouth, you know? word of mouth is awesome advertising. No, it know. is. And that's, that's kind of the thing we're kind of set up and built for that anyway. Yeah. Cause again, there is no marketing department. There is no, uh, you know, you know, we, we're, we're sponsors of the different, you know, TTA and golf course, you know, we, we're, we're, we do those sponsorships or whatever, but as far as like, you know, really getting that, Part of something I'm working on here now is trying to figure out how to, you know, get whether it's Google searches or whatever else, how you know, get get us to where we show up around here when somebody's looking for sod. Because right. you know, everybody. I mean, who 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 doesn't start there when you're looking for anything? Facebook ads, man. Yeah. So Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. So you know, just trying. Nobody's to, pulling out uh, a phone book anymore. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I mean, it's all online. So yeah. you know, you know, you got to but. You know, like if a random homeowner or anybody, like, yeah. you know, I, I got to get it to where when people are like Tahoma, like we're the only Tennessee grower. So if somebody wants Tahoma when they do a Google search in Nashville or yeah. wherever for Tahoma, yeah. I need us to pop up. We don't pop up yet. Well, it definitely helps the people like Ensworth, and I think you're talking to Huber over at the golf club about some stuff. I, I and, have been. And, and uh, you know, talking to, you know, everybody. And like everybody. I said, everybody's been, you know, pretty receptive, and I've, we've shipped a lot of, a lot of you know Tahoma and yeah. to a lot of guys, and it's being used in a lot of different applications. So, yeah. uh, you know, sort of the next big thing is trying to get somebody to, you know, let's you know somebody want to do a whole golf course or sure. do a big renovation or you know a big project like that. You know, and there's definitely interest there, but uh, even nationwide, there's not a lot. You know, yeah. so whoever like if if I can get somebody around here to do that, I mean, they're gonna they're going to quickly be on yeah. a list that other people are going to start calling and being like, Hey, what do you, you know, yeah. they're, they're going to be quickly. They're going to become a reference. I think right now the only full golf course that I know of is Brook hollow down in Dallas is the only one that's to home, to home wall to wall. Yeah. So, and so I don't know the guy down there, but uh, you know, <laughs> I've passed along, not his personal, not his information, but I'm like, hey, if you need to talk to somebody, then, yeah. you know, that would be the person to call. He's I'm, the guy. He's the guy because yeah. he's the only guy. Sure. That's, like I said, 
yeah. that's gone full bore. So. Yeah. Well, they, y'all have a website that you can give out to? Yes, www.winsteadturffarms.com. Yeah. Farms, plural. Farms, winsteadfarms.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. Winstead Turf Farms. Tur- Winstead Turf Farms. Turf Farms, well, yep. I'll, when I, you may not see it, but I'll post, when I send this out, yeah. I'll try to tag all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so that it's all in there and yeah. probably even tag Tahoma too, just so we get another little, little, a little plug. Bu- yeah, 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 do that, do that. Yeah. So do you miss the golf at all? Some days. Yeah. You know, I tell you what, obviously that's one thing where, where Twitter is tough a little bit just because like now everybody, yeah. everybody's so out there, you know, posting their pictures and what they're doing. The thing I miss about that more than anything, I mean, I, I love golf courses and, yeah, you know, golf architecture and, and, and all that. And I loved sort of that. I don't know. I, I loved that job. It was a, it was a good one, but the biggest thing that I miss about it is particularly in the situation I'm in now where I'm sort of a one man show. I miss, <laughs> I miss the guys. All right. So it's a lonely know, world out there by no, yourself. It is. It is. And I miss, you know, going in there and I miss, you know, having lunch with my, my assistants. I mean, we see lunch in the off every day. Yeah. You know, we didn't, we would go pick up our lunch from the clubhouse or whatever, but we would sit in the office and eat and just, yeah. you know, whatever. And, uh, and then just having the, the guys and, uh, on the crew, um, I miss I miss that because it was sort of like the team, you know, kind of. Right. I mean, we I, I competed in team sports my whole life, so you know, you, you had your team, and you know, trying to, you know, in our job or in the superintendent job, you know, you're really, you know, it's it's sort of the the planning, the execution, you know, it's kind of the coach, you know, so it's sort of put the plan together and, yep. you know, watch it happen, and you know, those times where it comes together and it's right, you know, it's. Just no, no better satisfaction in the world than that. So no. I miss, I miss that on occasion. Yeah, I don't miss golfers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't miss golf. Like I, it's funny. Like since I left that, since I that was 2018 when I left the Grove, and I think I've played actual, played 18 holes of golf three times. Yeah, and I got into this because I loved golf. I mean, I right. played as a kid. Right. So. That's kind of one of those funny things where it's like that when I left, that sort of just stayed there. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, so yeah, I miss it at times. And then there's some days that I don't miss. I'll tell you when I don't miss it. I don't miss it on any of the summer holidays. Nope. (laughs) Fourth of July, Memorial Day. I don't miss it on any of those days. Right. Because, you know, I was always, you know, I was always pretty fair about it, all that stuff with my guys. So, I mean, I would, we would sort of each take our turn, you know. Yeah. So nobody ever worked all of those days, none of the managers or whatever else. We would, we would, you know, I I, I did everything I could when I was a superintendent to make sure my people had lives. Sure. And I never, I, I came up that way at that time where it was, you know, uh, you know, just marathons. Yeah. My first, first, Great. So my first week out of college, I graduated, um, got my degree, you know, literally went to graduation on Saturday and started work Monday morning. Like there was no, I don't know. I'm not one of those people that somehow I missed the trip to Florida and right. you know, the whatever and ease into it. I yeah. went to work and BJ, I kid you not, I was at Spring Creek Ranch and we had just done like our soft opening there. Right. And 
my first week on the job, I worked 110 hours. Jeez. And spent two nights at the shop during the member guest tournament. Oh so my. very first member guest ever, and that was week one. Yeah. Out of school, straight out. And so... Well, that's an initiation in, into yeah. the business. Yeah, and it, you know, it kind of didn't, it, you know, so Were I, you salary? Barely. <laughs> I started out, what did I make? I made... It was a low, low, low number. I made twenty three thousand dollars. Yeah, and didn't have insurance, and didn't. I mean, like, because we were brand like then. Yeah. That was two thousand, and so no, it was. You want to talk about somebody that was slave labor, right? That was me. Yeah, and uh, you know, I learned a lot. That, that was that was a great experience. But I never, as a superintendent. That was kind of one of those things where it's like you know when you're you know when you're a kid and you're yep. your parents and they do things you don't like so you promise yourself you're never going to do that to your kid. Sure. Well, I kept my promise <laughs> when it came to that. Yeah. Not that I like I love the guys that I work for and I, I got where I was because of them, but I was just like, no, that's not. We're not going to do the hours Olympics here. Right. I, I'm not interested in it all. We're going to work hard, but when we're done, we're done. Right. Like we're going home. Like yeah. We're not going to invent things to do where, you know, a person, no matter who it is, you know, professional or a golfer or whatever else can't tell that we did anything else. You know what I mean? If, yeah. you, if you look at something and you're like, Oh, well that's not better. It's just different. Right. I'm not messing around with that stuff. You know, right. people got lives. So that was one thing I always prided myself on. was like, we're not, you know, I was like, I'd take the Pepsi challenge with anybody in terms of conditions that we put out there. Right. We did a really, really, really good job. And, you know, er, er, you know, whether it was tournaments or whatever else, we did a great job. But there was no need for people to live there. Yeah. I wasn't going to have it happen. Well, it's certainly not It's not a great environment to be in. And we both know, you know, you just you got to take care of your people because they're, they're the ones that are making it happen. You're just, Absolutely. You're just steering the ship, so to speak. So, Absolutely. I mean, I've seen, I seen all of the golf courses you've been on, and they were all fantastic. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it pales in comparison if you would have beat your guys up and, you yeah. know, and had them not wanting to work for you. It's just a different – you no. know, you just don't do that. No, we tried to, you know, we worked hard, but we tried yeah. to have as much fun and tried yeah. to keep it, keep it light and keep it loose yeah. or whatever else. But, uh, you know – and I, that sort of I felt like fell on me. It was like, you know, my job is to, you know, plan such that it doesn't, you know, you know, I know there's a lot of guys that hate me for saying this, but on some level it ain't rocket science. Right. You know, there are people out there to try to make it sound like rocket science. Yeah. It's not that's not hard, and I don't mean to say that, and I don't mean there's not factors. No, I know there. what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But on some level, like if you're, you know, if you pay attention to the details and you put up a good enough plan, yep. you should be able to. And you've trained your guys right, which I did. I mean, you know, I I feel like my guys, all the places that I worked, you know, and it wasn't, you know, it was me and my assistants and everybody. It was a total group effort. But like, we would, you know, the goal was to get that thing to the point where it's really just. You walk in in the morning and you just say go. Yeah. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. Sure. They know, you know, if there's special instructions, you go over that. But on a Monday to, you know, Monday to Friday and then Saturday, Sunday, weekend stuff, it's like everybody knew when they showed up in the morning what they were going to be doing. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and if you've got that and then you've got quality, capable people, you know, there's no reason why you should have to be there at dark. No. I agree. 
So. I, I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a... I mean, it's well said. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't think mm-hmm. we need to do any more. Put a bow on it. It's just the way no, it is, you know. And, is. and I and, and and most people, when I ask that question, especially of guys who are not in the business or mm-hmm. different way, different part of the business, it's like the same thing. Miss the guys. I miss the early mornings. You know, it's the mm-hmm. same. It's a. I, I've always answered. I, I miss exactly what you think I miss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's and that's sort of you know where you fit in on it because there's a lot of things that I you could have it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't, you know, the unrealistic expectations, you know. Yeah. That didn't bother me too bad because I was always the thing, you give me the the resources that I need. I was always, and I was kind of trained and brought up this way. Like, I was fortunate to be at at some, you know, kind of came up on the high end side of it. And so expectations didn't bother me because I was typically at places where the resources were there. So now I love it. Take all, take every excuse away from me. Right. That's what I want. Right. If you take all my excuses away, then then you know, we'll we'll get it done or whatever else. But you know, just like all of us, you know, you can't. One guy that used to be he was a kind of a silent partner owner at a place that I worked. He had a great he had a great lie, which is there's no bottom to stupid. <laughs> that's good. And there really isn't. Right. You know, and that's the thing is like so on some level like. You, it didn't matter what you do, you know, people are just like, you I, you know, they'd say things to you and you're just like, oh, I, you, you can't be helped. Like I can't, yeah. there's nothing that I can say that's ever going to change sure. your mind. Like those kind I could, I could certainly do without, yep. you know, luckily my last stop, uh, you know, the, from the, uh, pretty much all the members at the Grove yeah. were great. Yeah. You know, they, they were great. Like as far as the places I worked, they were the best collectively to deal with because they, you know, they wanted it to be good. And I feel like we gave them a good product, but they weren't, you know, idiots about right. it. You sure. Know what I mean, so uh, absolutely. Well, let's wrap this up um, right. and talk a little, little, uh, we got, can't not talk a little football okay. and um, you know, the season's over. So my tide, they took it home again. I mean, college football. I know you don't want to talk about the NFL, but are you excited? I'm, my question is: Are you excited about your boy Lane Kiffin? All aboard the Lane train. Yep. I'm. 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 Uh, I'm all in. Yep. I was from the first minute. From, I mean, when I started hearing the rumors that sure. this is where the coaching search was headed, I was like 100 percent yes. Yeah. All day long, this is what I want, and it's been nothing but perfect as far as I'm concerned so yeah. far. And uh, and that's tough for me because I, I, I you know. My, uh, you know, my, my affections for, for Hugh Freeze when he was our coach, you know, because we, 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 we were. <laughs> I, I don't know why they let him go. I know why they did, but they shouldn't. Have. Well, they're idiots. Yeah. And, uh, we, you know, but we were, you know, we, well, we sort of upset the apple cart. Yep. You know, just nobody, li- you know, nobody really likes us anyway for the most part. And, you know, when we started winning, they really didn't like us. Yeah. Because we're not dude beat Saban like twice or something, or maybe three times. Two, two in a row, and yeah. should have been three. Yeah, should have been three. I was at, <laughs> I was at two of the three of yeah. those games. I was at the first one, yep. and then the second one was in Tuscaloosa. I wasn't at that one, and then the third one, I was actually on the field. Saban's only lost like eight games since he's been in Alabama. I know, and it was Freeze and Malzahn, and that's <laughs> yeah. you know the rest. There's like one offs yeah, here or there, right? So, uh, no, I'm I'm all about Lane Kiffin. Yeah, um, you know, so I think. I think he's going to do – I don't know. I mean, I th- Phenomenal I think he's going to be – I think he's going to be awesome. I think he's perfect for, you know, our fans and our school and just 
kind of how that goes. And, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't go, I didn't even try to go to be a limited spectator this right. past year, but you know, if we're able to get back out there, I'll at least make it to, to a game, but, yeah. uh, no, I, I can't, you know, he's, yeah, I'm yeah. super excited. Well, the future's bright there. I mean, I think he's a great coach. I, you know, he's obviously Alabama. Uh, re, I think that's where he resurrected his career a lot of ways and got yeah. some, got, got his head right, whatever he decided to do. And, and, you know, it'll be tough in the division that Ole Miss is in, you know, mm-hmm. obviously don't have to tell you that, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, it's the same time, um, you know, all signs point towards him doing really well down there. If you can, but here's the thing, and this is what we saw, like, you know, if you, the division that we're in is the hardest in football, but if somehow you get to the point where you can win and can yeah. compete, well, if you're competing in the SEC West, you're competing in the nation right. at the same time. Right. So you've, you've made it. You know, it's not like, it's not like oh, we're, we're dominating our conference. Yeah. Uh, you know, name your conference. We're dev- nominating our division. You know, if you're in the whatever, the yeah. Big Ten East or West, whichever one doesn't have Ohio State, if you're dominating that one, right, that still doesn't necessarily mean anything. Sure. If you're dom, if you're if you're winning in the SEC West and you're one of the top teams, you're automatically one of the top teams in the nation. Period. Yeah. Oh, and, there's uh, no doubt. I mean, if they win the SEC West, their chances are they're playing for a national title. Yeah. And so I told you know, and like I said, we got we got we should have won like you know. 2015, you know, we, was one of the years that we beat Bama, and we should have, you know, if not for the flukiest play that I have ever seen in my entire life live, and I was on the field for that one, <laughs> but we're playing Arkansas, and any Arkansas fans out there, you know, you know what I'm talking about, fourth and 25, and the dude <laughs> throws it back over his head, you know, on the yeah. first down, and we lost in overtime, and had we not lost that game, we don't lose, we, we're Winning the tiebreaker with Bama, we're in the SEC championship game. We would have beat the brakes off Florida, just right. like Alabama did, because um, that was when McIlwain was still the coach. Yeah. And who knows what would have happened. But instead, we go to the Sugar Bowl and destroyed Oklahoma State. Like, we were great. We were a really, really, really good team that year. And it just – we Sounds like you're bitter about it. Maybe. You know what I mean? You know, this is the thing. You know you're, I mean? you're an Alabama fan, yeah. and you're going to try to tell me about, oh, well, I was an <laughs> Alabama fan, you know, when, uh, when you know, you know, when Mike Shula was the coach. Like, that was some hard thing. I mean, go back and look yeah. at Shula's record. It's not yeah. as bad no, we, as anything like what I've been doing. No, I, I get it. I mean, we Bama's, Bama's hard to for people to realize when you say we've had hard times. I mean, it's not really been. I mean, even in the darkest no. of days, it's not. It's like five hundred. No, I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Mike winning. Dubose, I, I was. I went to plenty of those yeah. games where Mike Dubose beat us. Yeah, I and mean, Mike Shula beat us. You know, yeah. so that, you know that's that's all well and good. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not bitter about anything because it's kind of one of those yeah. things where like when the day comes right. that we get back to that, hopefully hopefully the lane train <laughs> will carry us there. Yep. You know. That's kind of one of those things where I'll get to enjoy every second of it, and yep. there won't be, uh, you know, like, like it's one of those things where you'll just like I remember. I mean, like I said, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, when we beat Bama two years in a row. Like, yeah, I mean that was that was something else just to be part of that because, I mean, it's a machine over sure. there. I mean, he doesn't, you know. But I'd say this is my last, you know, because I'm a little stats guy, so I, it cracks me up because, uh, you know. 
you know, we came closer to beating Bama really than anybody. It was one of the toughest games they had this year. So, and the score, the final score wasn't even because you got a trash touchdown at the end just because we were trying to go for it on fourth and a million, and you got a you got a you got a layup, you got right. a trash one at the end. So it was really closer than even the final score set. But the thing that I do love is is in the playoff, you guys played Notre Dame. And you played Ohio State, right? Right. We scored more than both of those combined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Against the vaunted tide. Right. And so as I told you before we started this thing, we were like top ten in the nation in offense and and uh close to the very bottom in defense, like hundred and twenty something defense. Yeah. If we can just get it to about ninety, look yeah. out, people. Yeah. Look out. Yeah, Bama got their defense act together I think after that game and sort of started to round into shape and a lot of holes were filled but you're right I mean Lane had a had a bead on it you know and could have and could have made it very interesting there no doubt I mean that was the thing was you know in that whole game Alabama we only Alabama only punted one time yeah in the whole game could have scored a 80 and well and that was the thing was was that they you know you if you look I think you know, whatever they say, it's like the it's the total. So whatever the maximum amount of yards that you that. can get, you yeah. know, basically based like on where you get the ball, where based on where you get the ball every yeah. time, the maximum yards that can be gained. I think y'all are only like thirteen short of. Yeah, it was like ninety two percent. Yeah, like you couldn't get any more thirteen more yards, and that was the most that was even possible. Right. in the game. Yeah. So, but you know. You know, I, I am, you know, kind of proud of the fact that, you know, we dropped, you know, 600 and something yards on yeah, the tide, uh, oh, you know, and, he, you know, that, yeah. I mean, it was track me, but I, but we were in too many games like that all year where it's like, we have to score every time. Yeah. Because our defense was that bad that it was like, we have to score every time we get the ball. Yeah. Now, bowl game, we played Indiana, which, you know, they were ranked top 10, whether they should have been or not was yeah. up for debate, but like. Defense played better in that game. It was actually kind of a lower-scoring game. It was a 20-something to 20-something game. Here's what I'll tell you, and this is where I got to with Bama, and this is where I think if you can think about it with Ole Miss, is this year we had as good an offense that we've ever had, mm -hmm. arguably. And we've had some pretty good ones in the past. But this year it was clicking. And I said to just about anybody that was playing, our defense is good enough. All we need is like two or three stops. Yeah. And we'll beat you because you can't stop us That's and we'll exactly beat you right. by 20 points. That's exactly right. Even if we score 60 and you score 40, mm -hmm. we stopped you more times and you can't stop us. Mm -hmm. And if and I think Ole Miss will get to that point. They're like, hey, if we can just get a defense good enough to get us off the field three to four times yeah. or maybe even two to three times, we'll win by yeah. 14 points. No, we absolutely will. We yep. have coming back, we've got going to be – we've got the best quarterback in the conference returning, yep. no doubt. You know, and that's the thing is last year – he had two bad games where, and not really bad in terms of yeah. interceptions. Like just two, like he threw all of it. He threw fourteen interceptions last year, <laughs> and I think, I believe, twelve of them were just in two games. I think it was six against six interceptions against Arkansas. Maybe it was eleven of them. Six against Arkansas, and I think five against LSU. Yeah. Now. You know, the crazy thing is, is we barely lost, but barely <laughs> lost both of those yeah. games. I mean, by just, you know, barely. I took the over in the Ole Miss yeah, game every yeah, time. Yeah, 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 you should. <laughs> so, we barely lost those games. We led the SEC in rushing. Yeah. You know, we got we got running back. We got the whole deal yeah. on offense. We got yeah. the whole show coming back. Defense, we'll see. Like I said, just, just finish. If you just finish at 90th in the country. Yep. 
we're gonna we're gonna win way more than we lose because, yeah. like I said, nobody blew us out. Yeah, not one team. You know, sure that hasn't always been the case too. For the last two years, we yeah. get, had a bad defense and a bad offense. Yeah. This year, you know, so I don't know. A little bit of improvement. Yep. Yeah. Don't sleep on the Rebels. That's right. <laughs> well, cool. I'm super excited about this year, and um, we'll see how it goes. So good luck to them, and we'll see. I maybe we'll have to go to a game against the Tide and. The let's, Rebels. Let's hope. I, you know, I already told you. Like, if it can yeah. happen, I'll be there. Yep. So, no one's got to twist my arm. That's right. Well, man, thanks for doing this. We Thank have cranked you. out a, a, a good one, and it's been a lot of fun. And, yeah. And uh, maybe we'll sit down and do this again in the near future. I'm all about it. I'll, I'll be more interesting next time. No, dude, man. This was perfect. <laughs> I love I love just talking the talk and shooting the BS, and it's been fun. And Absolutely. I hope that everybody enjoys it. But uh, that's it for the episode. Whit Davis, Winstead Turf Farms. Go check him out. He left all his information. I'll tag it uh, when I post this out. If you've made it this long, appreciate it. Um, you can uh, wish him well and his Ole Miss uh, this year. But uh, all is well in the world, man. I hope everything gets back to normal. Thanks for doing this again, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Till next time, I will talk to you soon. <laughs> Thank you.